0: I don't know if you kept up with the the goings on or whatnot, but the day after, did you hear what, I read an article link in the New Yorker, what they found on Chris Rock's face the day after. What they found on his face? Yeah. Oh, no, I, the and they found Fresh prints. <laughs> that's not yours. <laughs> Dad texted it to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guessed it actually.
1: Oh really? Yeah. So you're a uh, you you can predict jokes now. Yeah. Well did you know
0: do you know Will Smith, Will Smith slapped him with an open hand? Mm. No. Why? Paper beach rock. Paper
1: beach rock. <laughs> Flat hand. I was wondering if we're gonna talk about this tonight.
0: Yeah. It's been two days, which
1: in the, the social media landscape is an eternity, but. So I think we've moved on, but um, yeah. you know what's funny is I was going to bed and I hadn't watched any of the Oscars and I got my phone I'm just lying in bed and I'm just, I turned it on the app, got it going. And it must've been weird because I, I saw, I started watching right after it. And I believe Quest Love won some award. And I was like, oh cool, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and then uh, I flipped over to the internet to so see be like, are people happy about this? And everyone was like, that was the most amazing moment ever. I can't believe I just and I was like, huh, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool, Quest Love, you know, roots. Oh, Dude. you're like, oh, yeah. I was like, I was very confused. I was like, I guess, yeah, you know I mean, and then I was like, What? Will Smith? And then and then I had to like find a clip like soon after. I was like, oh, I just missed that. Like 20 seconds later, I tuned in and I was like, I don't really understand the internet. Why, why are people freaking out? And then the, then the debate was, is it real, is it fake?
0: It. I mean, it could be, could go down a rabbit hole. Cause nobody would have known, like the Oscars would have passed unnoticed had it not been for that. And that's the big viral band.
1: Yeah. Anyway, sorry, you're, I I derailed your intro. Oh, that's it, that's it. That was it. Your big sure.
0: thing that happened. Your jokes. I did. I didn't watch it, but I was on Twitter mm-hmm. or the podcast, but not really. The it is line. a time. It, it's uh, it rots your brain. It's a terrible thing. But I was on there, and there, you know, there's a bunch like, oh my goodness, and I saw the. Uh, you have to get the Australian feed to hear the American feed. Leaped it out audio,
1: but
0: there was just no audio. you just saw will smith yelling but the australian feed you could hear that it's like oh my goodness i know and it does look like a fake slap but i think it's because will smith's an actor and he's trained in stage combat okay just
1: there's a view of it where it looks he actually hits him
0: chris roxford's genuinely shook
1: yeah uh what (laughs) because he maybe didn't he took it
0: like a champ too
1: and when he announces like the next part of it, he kind of screws up his like line. Yeah, so that makes me think it's real. Is he... a big thing just have. Yeah, he's like yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think he thought of a joke right after that, but then thought better of it. I think he was gonna c- hit pretty deep. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: there's a whole. If you're not
1: familiar, a uh, bunch really of
0: rumors and stuff about the Smith family, and I think he, I think he dug there, and he's like, nope. I'm going to just let me back off.
1: Yeah, I, it was, I think people were like, that was weird.
0: It was weird. Was, I've never, I haven't watched the Oscars in maybe like 20 years.
1: No, that's not true. That never, can't be true. That can't be true. I've
0: never regretted it until uh, the other night. <laughs> it's like, ah, I wish I have watched the Oscars.
1: <laughs> but. Uh, uh, What's your favorite Will Smith movie? <sighs> Independence Day sprung to mind. Yeah, I was going to say that no, sorry. I'm gonna give you a better one. Bad Boys, yeah, Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2 was fun. Can yeah, I man, he's,
0: been good. he's a good
1: actor. Um, this is gonna sound a little ridiculous, but when I was like 11 or 12 years old, uh, I had a bunch of friends, we all like movies, and we would sometimes try to recreate movies, like film our own versions of movies. Aww. Yeah, yeah. We, we tried that with Bad Boys, and at one time in the in the uh, production stages of our of our um, attempt to to recreate this, one of the kids said, "I think I'm flying to on vacation to Miami. I wonder if I can film because in the beginning there's like a Miami sign." Oh and yeah, he, and me. he volunteered to film the Miami sign for us, and oh, nice. uh, we could put that into the movie. Did you do it? I don't believe so. That's resourceful. Yeah, pretty resourceful.
0: I was going to say, who were you in the production? But I don't think you weren't Smith or Martin Lawrence. I think you were their boss. You'd be the police captain who yells at him for
1: cause. Yeah, I don't remember. We just loved that movie. And um, I don't think we actually did too much uh, in the way of actually. We Yeah. Didn't get a lot shot. Yeah. I think we did. We tried to do Terminator Mm -hmm. too, and uh, didn't get as far into that it was mostly just uh, action movies we were interested in yeah Terminator yeah. 2 Bad Boys that kind of thing That's fun if you find any footage you know and I'll post it oh yeah mine I'll we'll think, we'll think about it didn't you yeah. but Will Smith uh, he's changed a bit I uh, fame and money fame
0: very rich and some reality uh, very well I kind of sympathize with Chris Rock a little bit. I kind of like him a little better. Although it's, I don't take a moral, I'm not making a moral thing out of it. It was a spectacle you're like, whoa,
1: a millionaire slapped
0: another millionaire. Everyone's gonna be okay. Yeah,
1: I saw that on Twitter. Someone said, guy who's worth $400 million slapped someone worth a hundred million. I don't know, it's like, it's, kinda
0: it's okay. Yeah. And the next day people are like, is Will Smith gonna be arrested? I'm like, no, and he shouldn't oh, be. Hope so,
1: no. Oh, okay.
0: But I, I sympathize because Rock. It, I don't. It wasn't a very good joke, but I think it was oh, a in bad it. joke. Yeah. I don't think he. But I think he just. He's coming up there. He sees him the right there. He's like, "Whoa, shaved head!" And the first thing that came to mind was GI mm-hmm. Jane, and he just said it without thinking. Moving on, but she's extra sensitive to it because of her condition. Whatever, like. Yeah.
1: I, I was not aware I, of that, but. I, but
0: then yeah. I think. I've had that feeling where you just say something you think is funny and it's kind of offensive. And yeah. it up. actually many, I don't know if you can believe this, but many times in my life that's happened and it's weird. And I, so I kind of like, know that feeling. Like, oh man, that was a bad thing to say. Yeah. I think I mean, one is, remember when we were back at the, you weren't there. When I worked at the bookstore, there was a guy there. He was a cool guy. He was uh, maybe 10 years older than mm-hmm. me. Interesting guy, he used to be a boxer, did all sorts of, like big, big guy, shaved head, like all this stuff. And due to boxing and other things, he didn't have any teeth. He wore dentures. Okay. Open about it. He was fun about it. He was a he's an interesting, cool guy with a lot of stories, you know. Um so we were back in the back room having those weird conversations that we would have. And it got around to would you volunteer to go colonize Mars? Okay. And I'm like no, no, that's bleak and boring, and no. And then one of the guys is like, "You really wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go <laughs> to What if there were?" Can I
1: stop you? Do I know who this this? <laughs> okay.
0: like even if there were 20 beautiful women you wouldn't go to mars and i i said like i was like no that's how they get you on the 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 flyer saying go to mars is 20 beautiful women and you get in the spaceship and once they got you strapped in you look around and it's you know 20 dudes with no teeth and i thought it was funny And it was just dead silence. And the two or three other people in there just looked at me. One guy just with a horrified face, like open eyes. I'm like, what? It wasn't that, maybe it's not funny, but it's not that, it's not terrible. And then the guy who I was talking about took his dentures out and like clacked them at me. (laughs) I was like, oh, right. (laughs) Oops. That was a very (laughs) aggressive move on his part. No, no, he was smiling. It was, he thought it was (laughs) funny. But everybody else was like, oh, you know who else doesn't have teeth? Man. A former boxer. I don't even remember. I was like, well, I'm sure you'd be fine with Mars. Not that it was, it was, it was, it was awkward. I got out of there. Gentlemen, stay the
1: around. Oh, God. I wish I could have been there.
0: Yeah. Sort of thing.
1: At least he didn't slap me. That hurt. He was <laughs> yeah. I got tears in my eyes. Woo. <sighs> I once made fun of uh, Judy Dench. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Someone got yeah. very mad at me. There's somebody who... Yeah, I didn't know they were a huge fan of him. Her and uh, Maggie Smith.
0: Uh, yeah, she was very into the British. Yeah,
1: I think you know what I'm talking about, but we don't have to get into it. You we were disdaining the British royalty. And... It was a joke. It was,
0: uh, yeah. Anyway. I remember ribbing that cafe manager guy. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to in mind, never mind never mind <laughs> we'll put, i'll put the story
1: on patreon <laughs> okay and on that note welcome to there will be books a podcast about books and chris rock i'm peter joined as always by matt oh man Whew. i have to say some of my uh fondest memories of working at the bookstore was uh Shooting the talking the talk back in the receiving area and just having the weirdest conversation that would, because there were sort of a cast of characters there, and um, one of which I just ran into, and I told you that off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we would uh, have a lot of laughs we're to the point of, of tears. So, yeah. Was when people like to paint the, the world of retail in a bleak state, which it is, there's laughter behind those tears. Yeah. Uh, in the back, it's always in the back. In re- in any sort of retail thing, all the good jokes, all the fun is had in the back, in a, in a good-natured way. I would say, hopefully. Sort
0: of. We don't make fun of the customers too.
1: Yeah, you you will get made fun of. So uh, tonight, Matt, we don't have one book right, and that's not because we're in a reading slump or slow readers, but we uh, set high goals for ourselves here mm-hmm. at there will be books. So. Hopefully by next week we'll have a uh, a episode on one of the books we're reading right now. Um, but I thought we thought we would have a fun discussion about other books we may have been reading. Bookish thoughts. Uh, we have a news story that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, you have a pet peeve. Um, so where do you want to begin tonight, Matt?
0: Well, that pet peeve thing I was talking about was sort of, it came up because I was thinking about the Oscars. Yep. You know, when people complain about things being too long, when people complain about, oh, that movie, like Lord of the Rings, is three and a half hours long, so long. Or when people talk about how they need to fix baseball to make the game go faster because it's too long. Yeah. Or people talk about how the Oscars are too long. Yep. And it actually kind of bugs me because the same people who complain about things being too long We'll make a big deal about oh whatever new show it is euphoria or whatever is so good i just watched all three seasons on netflix over Ooh, the
1: weekend I, That's like 30 hours. I like this point i
0: like and this. you're telling me a uh, uh, a good movie if it's good a three-hour movie is great you'll eat it up right yeah i thought the irishman was a good movie and yeah. it was very long but i liked it and you know what i mean so if something's good a it's not that long and B, is shorter than binge-watching a whole season of TV. Yeah, that's a good point. Makes that make sense? No, and with a- baseball, I like going to a baseball game on a nice summer day, and I don't think you need a lot of gimmicks to speed the game up. If you don't like baseball
1: and it's boring,
0: you're not going to like a two-and-a-half-hour game as opposed to a four-hour game. You're just going to be bored. If you like it, let the thing take its course.
1: I, I, I see. I, I think your point stands. Like, well, it, I mean, it could be, if it was shorter, I don't think they would have liked it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, and with the Oscars, it's not my thing, but, you know, certain, it's once a year. And if you like the pageantry and movies and everything, and that's your thing, a four hour show once a year actually isn't all that long. So the whole cliche about, oh, it's such a long show, we got to shorten it up. How about then, this? I mean,
1: do you? Wouldn't it year? only make sense? for a, a person to complain about the length of the oscars if they were forced to go to it
0: yeah I, I think it's only a legit if if you're one of the people who lose and have to sit in the front row yeah. then yeah that's a long show but that's what 19 people
1: or you know whoever
0: whatever mm-hmm. everybody else if you're sitting at home and that's your thing yeah whatever enjoy the no don't have to watch
1: it you can actually show. get you up can, you can change channels you get can, up,
0: go to the bathroom. You can read whatever. a book. Yeah.
1: Get on Twitter. Engage. Complain. I like that. I like that. It's not it's too long. It's not
0: too long if it's good. If it's bad. Even if
1: it's short, it's bad. You, how about this? You can only complain about the length of something if you're in the thing. Right. But I, I will say it's this in about it,
0: or if it's bad, or you're like, oh, it started off good, but the last two hours suck. That's I do-
1: I do think you can say in like a book, it sometimes in a movie, like when stuff gets added that doesn't add too much to the story, there is an element that can ruin the flow or the like momentum of a piece.
0: Sure. And my thing is, it's not, it's not that there's no such thing as too long. Yeah. There are things that are too long. It's just, you know, the, the big examples people give. Like Lord of the Rings, which is a good movie. Or those other things. If you like it, it's not too long. That's yeah, true. Right? That, that's kind of my thing. Compared to other things people waste their time with.
1: Um, we're reading a, a couple of big books. The one we're probably farthest along is, is sometimes a great notion. Do you think that's too long?
0: Not yet. We'll see. I, I have a couple hundred pages left. Yeah, like So far I like it. It's lyrical. I like
1: his writing style. It's
0: um, no, I don't.
1: So I agree. It's a, it's, it's daunting and dense, but like you said, lyrical. And at this point, I think I'm a little, I've been making headway on it this week, but I don't think at any point I say, Oh, this is too long. It's just very enjoyable. And I think, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but sometimes when I really love a book, I'll like slow down to savor it and i don't want to Mm -hmm. rush to the end because then it's over does that make sense it's like the opposite of binging like i think
0: lonesome dub was like that
1: yeah because every time you dip your toe in it's just yeah still as good as you remember so i don't know but that's a good pet peeve i think people will agree with you on that one
0: little one i think and then that's maybe the the narrative the standard narrative about certain things i think if you.
1: Yeah. A little deeper, it's like,
0: hey, that doesn't that's it's not also
1: right. sometimes fun too. The opposite when you think to yourself, I wish this was longer, yeah, that is true. And I have an example of that, and it's a book I just finished that you were very interested in reading when I told you when we had like our TBR yeah. um episode a couple of episodes ago. And this was Civilizations by Lauren Benet, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that at all correctly, a French author. And I told you this was about an alternate history. Uh, so to speak, essentially, instead of like the Spanish conquering um, Central and South America and Incan Empire, the reverse happens. And the Incan kind of like emperor, I guess you would call him, I don't like the god, him, they basically are forced to sail east um, with technology that they have. The book kind of implies I've gained from the Vikings um, a few hundred years earlier. So they have the technology to sail that way. And they have um, Christopher Columbus has in this alternate history has come, but the illnesses that killed the sort of native yeah, people yeah. have actually worked in reverse. And so it, it, it's really. um it's for fans of history and sort of, I don't know, it's very creative and it makes you think about a lot of things. Cause he, um, the language is kind of like to the point and it's not very flashy or showy. It's almost like a journal of like what has happened when the sort of, how they took over, like how religion has changed and then how all these like historical figures like have to adapt to sort of like an Incan emperor and how they like consolidate power and it's it makes it very like weirdly believable like as you're reading it you're like oh i can see this happening i would say like i wish it was there's more to it and it, i think it it's about like a 300 page book it could have been like 600 pages and i would i think it would have been equally as fascinating but yeah no. um yeah it's i don't always read every single book i check out from the library um one example is booth the one i talked to you about i think i mentioned it on that episode I, I can't finish it i don't have time to read the whole thing but i started it and liked it but this was one where um it was like right up my alley i think
0: yeah, I finish it. yeah. 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 so
1: it's on audible the audiobook is I, it i'm gonna get it and uh listen to it i would be curious too I, there's parts of it i think i'm like sort of I th- if you know more about maybe some of the characters in the book like the historical characters i think you might get gains th- something more from um certain uh segments of the book there's an interesting part with like thomas More and erasmus where they're writing letters to each other about this like new like um, conquering Incan, and it's very interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah so if you're if you like alternate histories or you like history in general i definitely recommend civilizations um by Lauren benet french yeah. author so
0: yeah
1: could have been 600 pages so there we go Booker-ish. yeah i gave it four stars if you're curious about See, that's weird. that's so weird you're always you just glow you raved about i it. know i know the concept and everything about it i really liked i mentioned the like writing style it gets at points a little dry and it, i could have used French? no that's a written translation i i just wish it could have some of the stuff could have been punched up a little bit i thought i don't know mm. just the it's style stylistic uh, preference so could have used the car chase is that what you're saying no i sometimes i wish david mitchell had written sections of it or something like that
0: <laughs> the david mitchell alternate history would be oof. yes
1: that would be i think he's very capable of that
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: you he think he's yeah he's not really he's kind of dabbled a little bit in like historical stuff but
0: not quite alternate it's not history, alternate. It's yeah
1: it's more just a subterranean a what if a fantastical plausible go. what if you know I also oh. finished and hopefully we'll have this episode coming up soon but I did finish Black Swan Green reread. Okay I've, we we have a lot of books going on right now. We have uh, hopefully gonna be interviewing an author coming up. Uh, in April this month so we have a trying to finish that book and that's I
0: finished I finished Sam's book actually yeah I finished Sam's book yeah I liked it it's pretty good it's uh, actually you reminded me there's a part in the middle that is a I guess you would call it a future history
1: mm-hmm.
0: like an asteroid hits the earth and it's kind of a chronicle of what happened after that's very good it's a fascinating uh, I, don't, I don't give too much away but he, he kind of Goes through what would happen or like what happened in the you know the imaginary scenario from after the the impact and everything that that went down. It was good. It was good.
1: For those who aren't familiar, we're talking about Sam Ernst and his book is called The New Manifesto. So um, we've kind of befriended him online. So we'll have a hopefully an interview. And it's an interesting book because I want there's a lot of like it's a meta fiction type. I don't know how he would categorize his own book, but it has like a kind of metafiction, like a book about him writing. I, you know what I mean? Writing a book, but it's it good. It's entertaining.
0: Yes, a yes. Lot of, it's not. It, it's a literary metafiction book that actually is in.
1: I found engaging and entertaining. And my, I, I one of the questions for him is: Does that concept start from the beginning, or does that like is that a result of something? while writing up a portion portion of the book right does that make sense does he come in knowing that this is like the angle he's going to take or i don't know
0: okay
1: i don't think you yeah. understand what i'm saying
0: you're not supposed to ask writers where they get their ideas
1: so yeah you are kind of, that would be in tooth that's my anyway. that was gonna be my first question where do you get your ideas
0: <laughs> that's a big no-no
1: Sam, if you're listening, I apologize. I will not ask you where you get your ideas. I, I mean, is, is do you think he's gonna be threatened? Like I'm gonna steal his ideas?
0: No, it's just you're not supposed to ask creative people that.
1: Well, it's I mean, a, I a, you know a
0: rookie, novice question because nobody knows. Nobody creative knows where their ideas come from. And you're not. It's, there's a good Neil Gaiman YouTube clip where he's talking about that and how writers make fun of people who ask them that. For real, all concerns. right, all right,
1: stop. Okay. Just be
0: cool. Right. We're gonna get these author interviews. I got a trainee on how not to, uh, so how would like you,
1: you get those ideas from? Talk about
0: it. I just said, Oh, the internet, yeah, okay. Harlan Ellison, sci fi writer. Yep, when people ask them that, he said, There's a little idea shop in Schenectady that I go to once
1: a year. Um, here's another. Th- uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but writers love talking about how they write. So that's what's your routine? You they know, love a that person. Yeah, a night. They person. love that question.
0: Yeah,
1: I think they they love it more than you think. Mm-hmm. So. People like to talk about themselves. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's the appeal of podcast. I don't really like to talk about myself, but uh, I guess so. I guess so.
0: So hey. My mom finished *The Great Swindle*, which oh, you really? nominated. Yeah, a couple months ago, she actually took your recommendation to heart, read the book. She said it's good. She said it kind of stalled in the middle, and she was like, hey, "What do I?" But she's glad she pushed forward. And it's a French book too, by Pierre somebody or other. Hold on a second.
1: I didn't recommend this book. <laughs> you nominated it. Oh, I nominated this book. Yeah, you nominated it. You didn't we didn't okay. pick it.
0: Oh, I was she like that doesn't good. sound that familiar. She thought it sounded good and got it from library.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's French translation. So too. I was losing my mind. I was like, I don't think I've read this book. <laughs> <laughs> but I pre I'm glad one of my um recommendations or nominations was read and by your mom. Sounds good. I like that. I like to hear that. Because I take pride in my nominations, even, yeah, even the ones we don't pick. Because if you don't know, this is Matt's podcast, and I'm just here with the, you know, in a little attic with books around me. It sees, yeah, all right. All right, Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off the rails here. So we've done your pet peeve. I've recommended a book um, that I think actually is a pretty solid recommendation for a lot of people um if i know our listener i think people really like this book and if not uh just check it out from the library you don't to, you don't have to buy it okay. it's a hardcover book wait until it's in paperback okay. if you're a fan of this author from their previous work i would definitely recommend it so uh where do you want to go to next matt we have an article i sent you mm-hmm. that i think is kind of interesting Kind of ties into what we've been talking about a little bit, yeah.
0: I've got notes on that, okay.
1: So, this is an article that I found. This is a bit of book news. When we started this podcast, we came up with some like segment ideas, and I think we had this, but we never followed through on it. Um, so this is our attempt at this. It's book news, um, and this is an article I found, I believe, off of Literary Hub, which uh, linked to this article on Bloomberg, and it's titled "A Bookstore Revival Channels Nostalgia for Big Box Big Box Chains" by Alexandra Lang. It's sort of, a, and it's a, basically about how the there was a time in America where, like, the Borders Barnes and Noble had its heyday, and it sort of was like from 1997 to 2007, and how there's sort of a revival, kind of maybe yeah the article made it seem like
0: revival but it seems like they're not going out of business as fast as we thought they.
1: Were. that's what i thought too you know they're, they're going to try <laughs> to
0: keep them afloat for a bit it's kind of what it, i actually had some critiques of the article and the way it was written but that just might be okay. the i don't like the business journal style but it was interesting basically what they were saying is yeah there's a the bookstore ethos of way back in the
1: 90s 20 years ago is coming back, but better. And we, kind of I we feel are. like, are kind of experts because we did work in a big box chain bookstore. One being mm-hmm. that, um, a little bit. I, I kind of, I think, I started right after Harry Potter, so like at the end of two thousand seven. And I think by that point, Harry Potter must have come out in that summer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of, and it was still, we still had the age of. Uh, Stephanie Meyer kind of like the midnight or like the night big releases that we would do and people would come mm-hmm. and it would kind of be this big, like selling point. And it, I think those days are sort of over, but there's like a new generation of how these big companies are trying to promote books, I guess. Uh,
0: yeah. I think they're trying to sell you back the nostalgia for, you know, back then. And honestly, I don't know if the days are over. You can see there hasn't been a whatever the next Harry Potter is presuming there's another big, big smash hit children's book. I think the remaining bookstores could do uh, a midnight release party. They haven't done it because I don't think there's anything that big yet, but they totally would. And I think people would go to it if there was a book that captured the public imagination
1: I think there's an interesting question too that's kind of the article kind of kind of dances around and kind of gets into. It's the idea of like the independent bookstore is is smaller, obviously. With actually, in the, this article goes into some bit like smaller, like Pals, for example, or there's one in Michigan where it's like a big box store. That's yeah, you know, yeah. But um, you know, independent bookstores are usually smaller and they have to have a like a very like a specific Curated like selection of books, so mm-hmm. our local one, Old Firehouse Books. I know what kind of books they carry, and they're going to have yeah. some literary stuff that I'm interested in. A good um, sci-fi section, I, I believe. Um, yeah, good nonfiction, good kids. But what the big box store does, because it has so much space, is some subjects that I don't think the independent bookstore like sort of leans into. Two came to mind. Romance. Romance isn't really a big thing at most independent bookstores I've been to. What is it? So, but it's a big seller, and
0: yeah, there's a couple bookstores. There's one here in town, and there's a couple others, or one now in Topeka. Yeah, that trade does a lot of mass market paperback. Okay, trade like that's their their gig. Yeah, you know, um,
1: and they do a lot of romance because that's a big would, mass market. Here's what I would say new do they sell a lot of new romance though like not you that's
0: market stuff
1: so the harlequin stuff the scottish highlander if i want to get into the other would be like manga which we know is actually a pretty big uh market of people kind of like like it who like it? People, a lot of people buy it. A lot of teenagers just sit in those gross
0: chairs and read it all day.
1: But see, that's the that's the nostalgia. That's the community it builds. That yeah, is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I think that's an interesting thing where the independent doesn't have the space to sort of go into the niche market, even though those I mean, markets are kind of bigger yeah. than the literary yeah. fiction market in in many ways. But I was curious. Hey, when, oh, god. I was just curious your thoughts on why it's almost like both can coexist like the independent and the because it barnes yeah. and noble apparently was supposed to cut back the big u.s mm-hmm. book store it was supposed to cut back hundreds of stores but they're actually adding stores yeah which is and i think nice. that's good mm-hmm.
0: i like one of my takeaways is i'm glad i mean i'm glad they're not going away because the Even though I prefer, I like independent bookstores. I like things on principle that aren't chains. Yeah. But one of the benefits of the big, big box bookstores is the variety. Mm -hmm. You could go in there and they have lots of stuff. And by browsing, you can discover things that you didn't know were there. That was one of the big benefits. That was why I didn't like it when Barnes & Noble went. To a publicly traded company, that's when they started getting all those games and bobblehead toys, and they went away from books, and they're trying to stay profitable, and they lost every what year. made them an interesting yeah. store. Yeah. So it was it was halfway encouraging to hear that they're going in the other direction. They maybe kind of found what your niche, because it's a profitable niche. People like books. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's when you expect it to be more profitable every quarter, every year, it's not going to be like that. Yeah. But I think you can have a steady steady niche so it's cool they're doing that i wasn't encouraged to learn that a hedge fund owns them
1: because it seems
0: like that's their business model is. Yeah.
1: but it did they did say in the article that like the store managers now have more local sales. i it's more yeah, i highlighted that that's good that's one of the changes
0: we lived through because it used to be it was all local control you could yeah. make your own little in caps you have store recommendations and when that um when they became a publicly traded company everything in all 800 stores at that point had to be standardized and you couldn't put anything they started the they called the planogram drove me nuts like this has got to be the planogram and you had to put every book in a certain spots the tables would look goofy because you'd have you know you couldn't pyramid it. So it looked neat. You had to like, no, this had to be here. And so yeah. it'd be all bumpy. And yeah. the store, the staff rec recommends had to go away. It was just all this little stuff. It was just like, yeah, hey, you guys are kind of killing the magic here, but it kind of sounds like they're walking that back. But I, my point with the hedge fund thing is I don't know how permanent that's going to be. Cause it seems like the minute they have a dip in profitability or somebody else gets in charge, there's a new CEO and they decide to take it in in different directions. It could, you know. Who I've, knows? But it's,
1: it's, yeah. I have a theory. Because everyone's competing against Amazon, right? And Amazon was the original, like, it was an online bookseller. That's how it started. They sold books. Yeah. And no one, and they're all trying to think, oh, how do we compete? How do we compete? And it's all like shipping, 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 sending books. That's super convenient. Everyone likes it. It's, it's more, you're not going to beat Amazon and being more convenient, right? Do you agree with that? No one is. And anyone in clothing where I work in retail, no one's going to be in Amazon. They, they have their own planes. They have their own, you know, delivery drivers. At this point, I think it's impossible. But what you can beat them at is service. It's sort of a and offering them, some, offering the customer something that Amazon can't.
0: Right? Browsing.
1: It's, browsing. It's having the browsing stuff on Amazon as
0: good as your algorithm is, you can only see what the five recommends on your screen versus yeah. going into a store. And just browsing for an hour of, of thousands of titles, I think it's a and huge it all, advantage. For and a it business. helps
1: too if you make it if you make the people who work in the store, it's, it's more personalized. So if like at the bookstore, if the the books on the tables are picked by not all of them, I know I was going to have like so many recommendations, but the people that work there know the books that want, are going to be pushed or promoted. Here's right what's now. good. I can tell you about this. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I, I don't know what that is. No, these public
0: what happened is these publishers paid so much money to have this book. That's true. Yeah. So you had to put and you know, whatever celebrity ghostwritten autobiography had to be there instead of, you know, something a little better that you knew was good. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. I think browsing and the variety is their main strength.
1: Would you get what do you think about the coffee shop element? They kind of talk about that, like how it was kind of a new thing. wasn't well, new to
0: me. They had been there.
1: I don't remember them not having coffee shops. Do you think they should expand it? The coffee shops, like almost make them a little bit bigger and nicer. No, like the food. Better.
0: You get a little the option to buy coffee there is nice, yeah. but I don't know. I think they should mainly, you know, make it a cool, cool comfy little spot to browse books wood solid wood interiors earth tones
1: yeah there's they were talking about how people maybe didn't have the independent bookstore this was one person i think said in a quote how it made them feel like they were in new york or something again it was a you know all these kind of books were um at their disposal that you know Mm -hmm. otherwise they wouldn't come in contact with i guess i've been to one of the new york stores. Barnes and Noble's like the three story, yeah. It's pretty cool. I had a lot, yeah. I think my next question is let's go back. We're going back. You ready? Go oh, to work there, yeah. We're going back. Never, I put in an application for us yeah. both, and we have a meeting for <laughs> manager next Tuesday. They do, yeah. 11. It's a dual interview, it's a dual interview oh. to together like in Brothers. can we can you tell the listener what you wore to the to your uh interview at barnes noble and uh i was working at the one we worked at and then you came in as like a transfer what'd you wear to that interview man one
0: i transferred yeah i transferred and i was just gonna work there for a week or two yeah until i found a job somewhere else yeah
1: uh cargo shorts and a t-shirt yeah that's yeah yeah i mean uh, that's just a great transfer Uh, i got hired (laughs) Probably because you worked there,
0: yeah. Worked there longer than I wanted to, yeah.
1: But I met my wife there, so it worked out. Hey, there you go. And then I got out. <laughs> and then got out. So we could sell that story to Barnes and Noble. We
0: record an episode there. Easy. I don't want to burn my bridges. You know? I have no ill feelings towards them. Really, look, maybe no, nah, nah, me neither. I like the people there. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, yeah, we'll, we'll have a relationship with them. We'll get some posters made to promote the podcast, right. but we'll, cause they're being local, right? I think put, they're local. Actually. You can buy an I, end cap and have a poster <laughs> and then we'll record We'll record an episode there. Why oh, um,
1: is that? Um, interview the guy. I was, with I the was in there recently within like the last couple of months. I have to say yeah. they improved their layout.
0: I went in there for Christmas. i buy a gift, and I I was relieved to see less bobbleheads,
1: more books. It was kind of cool. Yeah, they, they um in our local one they kind of reorganized the store for our COVID yeah. I think uh, measures so that like you could have more space in the aisles kind of thing. They made the big yeah. news yeah. Um, and I kind of liked it a lot more than just the row after row of shelves, kind of like a library. The way they did it, I really liked it. So, if you're listening and you work at the Barnes and Noble in Fort Collins, Colorado, I like the layout. Did you try the doors? Did you remember the door codes? Did you I don't know? remember the door codes. I, I thought about that though. I don't either. No. Do you remember the door code? No,
0: no. I didn't
1: try either. Here's our no. second. Here's our second statement. If you know the door code to that to the back room, let us in. That's <laughs> where we worked. So let's see if we can remember. I don't know. It would be fun. Let's see the look around. Uh I had a weird little moment
0: after I didn't work there anymore, but I had to go get my paycheck, my pay stubs. They made a big deal, like pick up your pay stubs, whatever. Yeah. So I went in there and then they had the the back, the very, very back room with the cash office is. Mm-hmm. And the manager who's in charge kind of didn't care about stuff. And he's like, you, you can go on in. It had been a little bit, so I didn't remember the code. I was like, I don't remember the code, and he thought I was like pretending not to. And He's like, "No, nah, go ahead." I was like, I genuinely don't remember the code. Can you just? And he was like, wanted to go. He's like, "No, nah, no, no." He gave me thumbs like, nah, you're good. Just go ahead. I don't, I don't care." <laughs> I was like, I seriously, I don't remember the code, and he walked away. I had to get somebody else to. I, I genuinely don't remember the stupid code. Uh, but he thought I was like being. Responsible,
1: I, I can't go in. I don't,
0: I, I really, I'm not pretending. I genuinely
1: don't. Uh, it's like, All right, dude, whatever. Get that, get out of here, you old rascal. You're out of here. Yeah, that you'll be back. Don't worry. I'm gonna convince you one of these days we're gonna go back to work at a bookstore uh, five hours we'll a week. Hey, hey, can we be shelvers? No, we'll start our own bookstore.
0: Okay, that's what we'll do.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll aim higher. We'll get oh, yeah this, okay, I like that. It'll be that there will be books independent bookstore. There will be books independent bookstore. That, it's a mouthful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. people can handle it. People are sophisticated. okay. All right no that was a good article though It made me uh, hopeful for the future.
0: Yeah for the yeah, sort of Maybe a little I was skeptical. Give me, give here's a name. random thing. here's a random thing from it okay. that I highlighted gotcha uh the author says welcoming influence on many otherwise timid oh it, it was a, a quote from somebody who's saying um the bulky the the chain bookstores are a welcoming influence on many otherwise timid book buyers who find this the, the starchy intellectual ambiance of the independent bookstore forbidding
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and I, I was like no i don't think that's true i think people who just aren't into books just don't care they're bored it's not that independent bookstores are intellectually forbidding it was they're just bored i've had it happen many a time you're on vacation and there's a little bookstore like ooh, i want to go in and the other people are you with are like okay i'll wait out here they just don't care and they're not there is because they'd be bored it's not because they find it oh that's that's too intellectually foreboding for me i will wait outside because it's always
1: a big bummer when someone says i don't want to go to a bookstore and you're like really come on like come on and you feel rushed you're like yeah it's gonna, always a rush you're
0: just, yeah you're just standing outside oh,
1: God. they're like yeah i'd rather just yeah. i'd rather stand outside yeah
0: but it's because they're bored i i thought that was a, a pretty big assumption like no they they just don't it's just not their thing
1: um there was one other thing that i uh, thought that I kind of looked into kind of based on the article. And I don't think you're familiar with this. We've been we're in the social media realm. We're in, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Matt's on Twitter. He's just I got a Twitter account. Grinding his teeth out there. Um, goodreads, all that good stuff. Have you heard of book talk? No. So do you know what TikTok is? Yeah. It's like these little short clips. And apparently, book talk is like these short. These people make clips and they like promote and like recommend books. And this is a huge driving force of like book sales. So much so that if you go on the Barnes and Noble website, one of the tabs says Book Talk, discover the most popular TikTok books. And it has all these books, different. It has fiction, it has teen, YA, um, literary fiction, romance, all sorts all sorts of stuff. And at the very bottom, it goes, what is book talk? Cause like you, I think a lot of people don't know what this is. It's a popular social media platform. TikTok has created many trends from viral dances to ASMR videos. That's a very interesting, weird way of starting this, this uh, description. is also skyrocketed popularity for various food and gift items. Like Barnes and Noble, you might want to rewrite this. Cause it, doesn't talk about books in the first two sentences. It is also used to feature uh, book recommendations, reviews, and memes. And Barnes and Noble has leaned into this. I think I was on their like web, their like local Facebook thing. They do. They have like a, a table in their our local store of like book talk books. What do you feel about that?
0: I don't like TikTok. I'm not on it or anything. That's a young person's game. Well, I mean, it's come on now.
1: We're, right. we're in the book. We're in the book world. We're in- book talk. TikTok would be a bridge too far. A bridge too far. Too, too okay. much.
0: Twitter's already a bit it's of a, a bridge too far. Twitter is kind of a, a bit of selling your soul, a little bit. But book talk, TikTok, that's too much. Book talk,
1: too much. So I'm gonna say, They're like hanging out in the high school parking lot. We're too old. Too old. So book talk's and no. So if you're a listener and you're wanting us to have a book talk video, I was looking at some of the videos. They're very passionate. They're, they care a lot about books. I think they're reading a lot of books. Yeah, you no, know, good for you. It's just, you know, that's for, not for you. It's uh, not for you. For young people. We can't, not, we can't be on that. We can't do that, right? It'd be creepy. No. It's not going to be, I mean, maybe, I don't know. It'd be creepy. Let me, let me uh, quickly, let's see what book talk's talking about in the mystery crime world. And the website almost crashed. Uh there's only three, three books here. Um I've not heard of uh, Paula McLean. That sounds like someone I know. When the stars go dark. Let's buy that book, Matt. Just kidding. Paula McLean? Yeah. yeah, Die Hard, the wife from Die Hard. No, she wrote a book called The Paris Wife, which is a big bestseller. Hmm. Yeah. You can buy a signed edition of Barnes and Noble. These are free ads. We're giving them so many free ads here today. Barnes and mm. They didn't pay us anything. They should. Anyway. So any uh you have do you have more critiques of this article? Mm, a little bit, but we don't have to go into it. I I
0: will page of notes. But it's more it, it like winds into like economic critiques. The whole tone. Well, the whole tone of like they did a we, they do a collective thing like we are driving nostalgia our nostalgia is driving these economic forces and i just have a bunch of gripes about how that's not the case they you know like like we, we don't drive these things companies and forces larger than ourselves kind of drive them and we're along for the ride and they try to sell us mm-hmm. they're going to try to sell us on nostalgia but the article's tone made it seem like we are doing this when it's really the reverse but we don't have to get into okay that we don't have to get into the economics
1: one time i did read before i worked at barnes noble i did go there like three straight days in a row and i read a rick riley book about golf that's great that's great a lot going on in my life i think i just graduated college and decided to go to the bookstore and read a book i used to when i went
0: there you know back in high school and you know it's it's fun to browse the books and see what was there and i remember they had all 20 of the master and commander books oh yeah and this is high school so i don't have a lot of money right i was like it'd be like 400 and some bucks to buy all these i probably shouldn't because you know, that's about all the money i have and then i was like worried in my head that like there'd be part of me that would just do it and then i'd be broke i remember kind of being like bummed at myself you're probably just gonna buy all the master and commander books and be broke
1: yeah. So. Uh, okay that's that's a look into our brains right there yeah where i just yeah. get up to read a rick riley like a sports book for three days and you are like oh man my body's just gonna make me buy all these books
0: <laughs> i got depressed because i was probably gonna buy all these books i wanted even though i knew it was an irresponsible decision uh, okay i didn't but i you know. okay i'm glad
1: so, or and it's more money there than i should have yeah it's a it's a money it's it's retail a lot of it is to get people to the employees to spend their paychecks in the store
0: mm-hmm. so,
1: all right i had i think i've got through all the things i want to talk to you about it's um the article i like the article but yeah anyway. Interesting.
0: It's good you, to keep the abreast of these trends
1: hey well you know let's see what, what's going on in the world of books are people still reading book sales are up that's good i think people always like reading it's just i mean well there's the the big i think the big worry was is everyone going to go to the e-reader and i think i don't think that, that was as bad as yeah i don't think it didn't
0: it didn't, did. it didn't ha- or uh auger for the death of the physical book like a lot
1: of people were worried about there was a big i was one of them i never had an meter i don't really like them yeah i have one and i haven't turned it on in a while but it's it is kind of travel or something but yeah that's handy so uh matt you have some books you want to talk about right uh No. no oh do i
0: well i got a bunch of so i was doing this thing um I'm kind of thinning out some of the books that Ooh. I have that I'm just never going to read, but well, I You're go to, so I, when I walk, when i walking the kid around the that neighborhood, yeah, I, <laughs> I went to, I went to, I, I put a couple of books in the stroller and then I go to the little, there's little free libraries around. was yeah. like, let me just kind of disperse and like get rid of them. They're books. I try to sell to the secondhand bookstores for store credit, but they don't really want them, but okay. Or whatever. So, so in the interest of thin- so the other day I went out in the stroller with four books, which and I got I put them in there, but I came back with seven. <laughs> so it didn't really. Wait, some of them were hard. Like I could not take them. Wait, and I, yeah, I posted one on social media. It was a biography of Jack Nicholson from the eighties. Yeah, take that. It's free. I mean,
1: uh, you're oh man. I got Royal Flash. So your son is in the thing and he has four books with him.
0: No, it, they're big. There's, he's not, I didn't set him in his lap. There's okay. a bottom, there's the seat. Okay. And then there's like, the bottom, big chunk on the bottom where it holds extra yeah, clothes.
1: Does your screen. wife know you do this? Where you're just like. I don't put stack the books on top. People, of the books. I wonder if people give you looks like, what's that guy doing? He's got books no, all That's over not how it,
0: That's not how it works. There's a bottom segment to where you can. There's
1: cup holders, stroller technology is really advanced. I like my idea <laughs> if anyone just runs into Matt and his kid has just tons of books on him and he's just like, he, he can't even move. see the kid, it's just yeah, he's like, he's yeah, and he's like, hey, how's it going, buddy? Bottom compartment. So you brought you, did you get rid of the four books and you got seven new ones? Yeah, seven new ones. Are so, you allowed to do I don't that? have
0: them in front of me? I didn't know you're gonna ask me about them. I could have gone through the seven. No, no, no. Yeah. I
1: I'm more have questions of I thought you gave them four and you got four. You took more than you put in there. Yeah, and I went to three. I put
0: you know, two, two and one, and then I stopped and checked at the other little free library. And so I, I went out the door with four books to
1: get rid of. Okay. I came back with seven new ones. That's bad math on your part.
0: No. Well, I got better books. I, got I don't think up. your
1: wife. I don't think your wife or your 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 son likes the fact that the like the the weight of the stroller is so heavy. And I don't be... think
0: you understand how strollers work. I don't. Not, that's I don't. not an issue. I mean, you're gonna the
1: stroller space. It's uh,
0: that's not that's not the issue. You're gonna the break stroller. the suspension. It's not weighing down the.
1: You're gonna break the suspension of the stroller with all these heavy books you're buying. You're not buying. your are
0: you, how are you picturing your head the stroller working I think you I don't know what you're picturing but I don't think
1: it's accurate I'm picturing all these heavy books yeah just crushing everything no that's not how it works and they're not on top I know it's not it's uh, not it's, I'm joking. It's more... I'm joking around I'm joking around they're not mm, 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 mm. You're, the, you're not <laughs> amused by this in my head it's very funny trying to think yeah
0: just some just some books that were too good to to oh an old agatha christie book oh that
1: was really i think you posted that one too that was that's cool what can i get you to convince you to make us a book talk and just do like a quick little video about you just being like
0: oh i won't be doing the book talk come on but you know you can get me uh, is the book that I'm entitled to from the bet we made months ago?
1: Yeah, I still owe you two books. Yeah, yeah. You don't
0: you yeah. need the essay. Yeah. yeah, we need to settle that just, up. I thought
1: about that before we started recording. I'm glad that you could have, that. have been this whole episode. Yeah, I know it could have, but I think I think we've covered a lot of fun stuff. We'll let the audience decide that. The hodgepodge of books. What should we call this episode? It's a fun time. You never use my titles anyway. I think I'm going to call it Matt's, Matt's Book Talk. Book Talk. I don't know how to pluralize it.
0: Oh, yeah. And we
1: should say for people
0: who don't know it, because it sounds like we're saying Book Talk, like T-A-L-K. But it's... T-O-K.
1: T-O-K. Like book TikTok. T O K. I think people are smarter than a us. Clock I think is. they know what that is. Do they? Yeah. Uh, maybe. 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 TikTok. Like what
0: Captain Hook hears because the crocodile swallowed the clock.
1: Yeah. Tick-tock. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point. Book talk. Let's yeah. watch um... book talk's a playoff TikTok. Yep. That's a good point. Should be Peter Pan themed. The logo should be an alligator chasing Captain Hook. Like TikTok? Yeah, TikTok. All right. I mm-hmm. think I think we're done for tonight. TikTok is alligator that's chasing Captain Hook, and so the TikTok users are Captain Hook. Yeah, that doesn't much. quite work.
1: That's Matt's
0: brain. Oh, boy, I'll, I'll brainstorm oh, and get boy. back to
1: While you're doing that, let me tell the listener what we're reading and what to look be on the lookout uh, as far as episode wise. Our March book is Black Swan Green by David Mitchell, one of our favorite authors and one of our favorite books of his. We'll be doing that here shortly, but that is our March book. We haven't done April. We actually could have done April. So we haven't picked an April book coming up. We'll do that uh, in the next, I would say, week or so, maybe two weeks. Uh, we are also reading uh, Sometimes a Great Notion. By Ken Kesey, that's a seasonal book of ours, a big great book that we're both making progress on. We mentioned this earlier. We will hopefully be having a conversation with author Sam Ernst about his book, The New Manifesto, and any bookish topics that he wants to discuss. So we're reading that book now. Matt finished it. I'm midway through that book. We also I meant to go. It's not hopefully. We have a date. We have a date. Okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean. Okay should be good. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. I I won't ask him how he writes books. No. Was, which is the point of the interview.
0: Ask him. I can't wait to ask him where he gets his ideas. Where
1: do you get your ideas? That can't be the first question. I know that. Sorry. Okay.
0: No, it can't be a question at all.
1: It can't be a question at all?
0: Yeah. No, it can't be a question at all. Good,
1: fine. it's like a bunch of rooms. I think this podcast proves that, though. <laughs> we also have black leopard red wolf by marlon james hey you got the title right i'm looking at the list of books right now so oh. yeah the, don't give me too much credit and then we have life and fate is our yearly 2022 book which i believe sam ernst posted on the LD uh, instagram that he's gonna try and read this year with us so yeah we might we might talk about that too so that's what we're reading we also have our patreon up and running which We posted an episode up there uh, last week about thrillers and we're creating a thriller book club over there where our Patreons can help select our book and then read along with us as we do episodes on a thriller. So we put up 12 thrillers and hopefully we'll have a, a book chosen here shortly and we'll get that book club started. And that's just over on our Patreon account.
0: Yeah, we have a couple votes in. We still need a few more
1: votes. If you're uh, a fad and Karen, you need to get a cut okay. vote. And it's, it, this Thriller Book Club is not. So if you don't like our first choice, we're going to keep doing it. Um, I don't know if it's going to be monthly or, by. you know, we'll kind of figure it out as we go there along. There it goes. But it's fun. It's but fun. Yeah, we're be almost... fun, exciting thriller books of different types of thrillers, too. So. It will be, I'll go ahead and say it, thrilling.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Get your votes in.